Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno Shoemaker, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. In this episode, I'm speaking with Brandon Smith, Public Affairs Specialist at the Social Security Administration in Cleveland, and Robert Fenn, the Public Affairs Specialist at the Social Security Administration in Akron, about the Social Security Office now accepting in-person appointments and what that means for visitors, understanding what's available on the Social Security website, widow and widower increases, and more. Here's what they had to say. The agency announced that in-person services, including for people that didn't have appointments, resumed back on the Thursday, April 7th. So an individual who needed to take care of his, her, their business, even if they didn't have appointment, could physically visit their local social security office starting on that day. Now the agency was still encouraging those that can to use our online services at socialsecurity.gov or or ssa.gov. If they can, they can always call us. Um, Our toll-free national number hasn't changed. It's still 1-800-772-1213, and that's staffed between uh, 8 a.m. and and 7 p.m., and people can schedule appointments in advance as opposed to just, you know, walking in to an office. We think that having a phone appointment can save you, you know, a trip to which could potentially be, you know, really a busy office, and we want to make sure that CPAs and their clients are aware that, you know, if you, if you do come into the office without an appointment, could be a situation where you may encounter a longer wait or a delay. Traditionally, the offices are, are busiest at certain times, and you'll sort of <laughs> notice a pattern first thing in the morning, early in the week, early in the month. You know, that's when we're usually at our busiest. I know sometimes the Tuesday after a long weekend, we're also Uh, pretty busy. And because the agency um, services a lot of people that may have health vulnerabilities, you know, we're still continuing to require certain, you know, safety protocols and measures to be in place. So you have to wear a mask if you come into the office, regardless of your vaccination status. You know, we're asking that people do self-health checks for COVID-19 symptoms. There's physical distancing, which means the offices, depending on its physical makeup, can only have a, a certain number of people, you know, in the office at a given time, which means let's say you, you go to the office without an appointment and that office might be at capacity at that moment, could be a situation where a person may have to wait outside, they may have to wait in their their vehicle. So people have to be really cognizant of, you know, it, it's Ohio, the weather. It could be 80 degrees one day, it could be, you know, 50 the next day. So you have to sort of just be prepared for the possibility that you may have to wait in your vehicle or outside. Um, We're also asking that if possible, an adult come to the office, you know, by themselves um, or with one other adult, if you need that assistance, maybe you have some mobility uh, concerns, but you know the days of I'm going to come in with my friend Rob and my cousin Jessica and you know our three neighbors. We we just don't have the ability to sort of accommodate that many adults at one time. Now this doesn't apply to children. So if you got to come in with your two or three kids, that's fine. But we're asking adults 
to come in by themselves if they can or with one other adult if needed. And Brandon, you mentioned, um, you know, you don't have to have an appointment necessarily. So can someone come in for any reason or are there certain uh, topics that they would want to come in for or for anything they can come in now? You know, I would always say, depending on your a need to come into the office, you know, once again, this is all going to be up to the individual. Is it something that you can take care of via our website at socialsecurity.gov? Or is it something that you can address um, over the phone by calling us, once again, toll-free national number, 1-800-772-1213. Now, yeah, of course, there's going to be um, people who, you know, face, you know, uh, barriers to accessing benefits. Maybe they don't have computer. Maybe they don't have internet access. Maybe they don't have reliable phone service. We fully understand and we want these individuals to feel uh, comfortable and confident that they can come into the office and we'll take care of their business. But we, we do want people to, to at least be open-minded to the possibility that, hey, maybe I don't have to go in. Or if they do go in, they need to be aware that there could be a bit of a line or a bit of a wait. But yeah, there's, we're not saying you can't come in for this reason or that reason. Sure, if you need to come in, by all means come in, but just be prepared for there to be a possible wait and you may encounter some delays if you do come in without an appointment. And what should CPAs, you know, be telling their clients about um, their social security right now? Well, you know, as far as um, specifically with, you know, CPAs, we would, and I know Rob will, will take over with this uh, heavy lifting, but we still encourage those who can to create those My Social Security accounts to be as prepared as possible whenever they're going to apply for benefits. Um, sometimes people will say, well, you know, what do I need to know when I'm going to go apply for, you know, social security benefits? We would hope most of the information you have is stuff that you have readily available at your, your fingertips. What's your social security number? We got to go down memory lane. If you're married or were married, your spouse or spouses or ex-spouses, social security numbers, their dates of birth, if you have minor or disabled children, are you now or will you ever get benefits from a job that you didn't pay into social security? What's your routing and account number for direct deposit purposes? So whether uh, a CPA's client is gonna apply online or over the phone or if they are physically in the office, the, you know, the more prepared they are, you know, maybe the, the quicker we can process everything or there's less likelihood that they need to come back to what could already potentially be a, a busy office multiple times. You know, how many times have you heard someone say, oh, shoot, I didn't know I needed to know that. But, you know, our, our website has a really good uh, list of the information that you would need depending on the benefits you're applying on. And of, of course, everyone's situation is going to be, you know, different. If you're a 65-year-old, you know, bachelor, bachelorette, you know, you worked one job, there were no children, there was no spouse, we need less information than if you were applying on the record of your ex-spouse or your late spouse, or if you had minor children or disabled adult children, because now there's, there's more information we would need because there were more people in your life who may potentially be eligible for benefits. So we would probably encourage CPAs 
to go onto our website, socialsecurity.gov, to pull up the list of information that their clients would potentially need, depending on the application they're going to apply, so that whenever they do contact us, they're as prepared as possible to answer the questions that we're going to ask. And Rob, can you tell me uh, what else should uh, CPAs be letting their clients know about, you know, setting up an account, accessing um, the Social Security website? What's the important information to get across? Thank you, Jessica. <clears throat> I think any CPA who is going to assist his or her client or customer um, is the first step is to look at our website um, so that individual could uh, inquire for the My Social Security account. One re simple reason is I knew that people have become, um, or at least they did become accustomed to receiving those Social Security statements that we mailed out. I know that there are so many individuals, they just couldn't get any sleep three months before their birthday because they knew that Social Security statement was coming out to them and they became used to it. Well, that Social Security statement is only mailed out to individuals who reach the age of 60. Um, by when they reach the age of 60, it's mailed out one time per year. Well, many times the CPAs, they're interacting with the individual who is a, either um, before age 60 or the individual is age 60, but they may not know where they place that social security statement. So they can go to our website, socialsecurity.gov, register for an account. And that brings me to this point that we have two external partners that work with social security in order for individuals to access that My Social Security portal. Those, are, those external partners are IDMe and login.gov. The login.gov feature is the first one that they'll see on our website. It's in blue, uh, uh, blue background, and then the IDMe is in the green. Uh, again, uh, individual can use either one of those sources. If they click creating an account, it's going to lead you first to the login.gov option. That option um, will ask information that's really going to be vetted versus uh, what we have at Social Security to see who you are, to prove who you are. And it may be a simpler process between the two, um, but that's for someone who um, maybe have, has simple um, uh, a simple relationship with Social Security. Maybe you filed before or maybe you have not, but it's certain things that we can just review who you are. Maybe someone needs a little more uh, of a thorough vetting and they can use the IDME, um, IDME feature. The example that I can give you is um, the IDME feature has a Zoom uh, option. So individual, maybe you can just show your driver's license right there through the Zoom, Zoom feature. Either external partner will be a good source for um, the public to use. And then they can see their My Social Security earnings, look to see um, their retirement age, the earlier age, or if they decide to delay those retirement uh, uh, applications, you know, filing before age 70. So the My Social Security option, I would suggest to any CPA, if you're trying to find out where your starting point is with Social Security, that has to be the first um, option for that. I want to make sure I also piggyback a little bit on what Brandon brought up in terms of the office and, and the busyness, you know, since April 7th. And, and, and far as what the public should expect when they come into the office. So let me, if I can, just pull that up uh, uh, another layer off of that. When individuals go to their respective offices, they are going to um, meet someone kind of like a screener. 
that individual is going to say to them, you know, well, how can we help you? And based upon what the request is, it's going to let the screener know, should this person see someone who can handle this transaction um, really quick? Maybe they're just coming in to get a social security card. They will then be given uh, an opportunity to maybe see someone to a 10 minute, you know, or less to do a social security card request. Now, with that being said, let's say that there are already four or so people in their office. Every office has their own guidelines that they have to abide by. So if there are four other individuals already ahead of them in that speeded up process, that fourth person that we're speaking to, we may say, as Mr. Smith had mentioned before, what's your phone number? And we will have to ask that you remain in your car. And then we will call you when to come in once number uh, 16 is already completed their um, transaction with us. Now, maybe the next person comes in and they're here to, they have a dire need. Maybe they weren't able to receive their social security payment for whatever reason. That person may be referred to someone in the quote back in the office so that way they can find out what took place. Maybe the next person comes in and they're going to look to file for retirement benefits. That person may be given an appointment, more than likely given an appointment uh, for a later date where they could still be able to go to our online services, socialsecurity.gov, or that individual could um, be given the 1-800-772-1213 number, and they can make an appointment for someone to call them back over the phone. More than likely at this time, because this is all fluid, um, you're going to see one of those things take place. Quick interview, where it's a quick social security card transaction, or if it needs to be referred, or if we need to make an appointment. I just need to make sure that everyone knows that it's not the same as it was prior to the pandemic, where everybody just walks in, fills up the lobby, takes a seat, and you wait. Now we have to go through a procedure to make sure um, that it's done. And now going back to that My Social Security account, um, once the individual accesses that, you will have the option of maybe changing your address, changing your phone number. Um, if you just need to make sure your bank account information is up to date. That My Social Security portal, going back to what Mr. Smith has mentioned earlier, is there are other options that could possibly be done even before you go. Uh, we suggest individuals contact the 800 number, 772-1213, contact that number, um, generally between 8 and 10 a.m., um, to get in sooner, or, or after 4 o'clock, um, there's less individuals uh, on that line. So that would be a way which I would suggest call first before you make a visit to the office. Uh, Mr. Smith, let them know about the My Social Security portal that CPAs will want to know set since April 18th has passed. Yeah, so it's always sort of tax time in a lot of instances. So you, I'm sure there are plenty of, of CPAs in, in this fine area that filed extensions you know, for their clients. But maybe one of the documents that caused them to have to file the extension was the person uh, couldn't find their 1099 from Social Security. Person using, you know, the My Social Security account that uh, Mr. Fenn so eloquently described, they can get a replacement of that 1099 via the My Social Security portal. So, you know, one of the crucial documents that a person may need in order to file you know, his, her, their taxes can be pulled up from the uh, Social Security's website, socialsecurity.gov slash my account. And, you know, you follow the steps that Mr. Fanda described using the 
login.gov or id.me feature. And I know in the past I've asked you about some of the most common questions that you, you get about social security. I'm curious lately, um, especially now, almost uh, five months into 2022, are there any questions that are really popping up lately as the most common ones that people seem to be really interested in? I, I'll, I'll answer that question and I'll say this, that even though people may think that um, they are alone, you know, but their questions that they ask, multiple people ask the same question. And that is how do I apply for benefits? And when do I apply for benefits? Now, for Brandon and I, when we speak, you know, he and I, we, we joke amongst ourselves a little bit. And we say, it's interesting that people have done brilliant and extraordinary things. They've served our country. They've purchased a home. They've raised children. And then somehow when it comes to social security, they go, oh, what do I do? Well, the main thing is, and the first thing I would say, as I mentioned before, is register for a My Social Security account. See what benefits they have already um, registered and, and it's been recorded looking at that My Social Security portal. Uh, Brandon, are there any things that you would want to add to that? Uh, you know, as far as questions that we get all the time, to your point, it, it's, it's the same that we were getting you know, pre-pandemic. Um, uh, once again, yes, when, when should I apply um, and how should I apply? And, and what, you know, Mr. Fenn and I, Rob and I often tell people, it's like certain should questions we really, you know, we really can't answer because that's sort of giving a bit of an opinion. You know, you want a, a smaller check sooner, you'll get more checks overall. You're going to get a smaller amount per check. Do you wait until you're older? You get more money per check, but you're going to get, of course, fewer checks overall. But as far as when should I apply for benefits or how should I apply? You got those are questions you have to sort of reverse back into yourself. And well, when in your life does it work best out for you? you know, what method of applying? best suits your particular needs. Um, you know, I, I say this somewhat with my tongue in my cheek, but I'm kind of serious. You, I would really encourage people to maybe sort of block out what their, their friends and their family members tell them because, you know, look, you know, Robert Fenn is one of my best friends, my brother, but I'm not going to apply for benefits based on when he applies, you know, for benefits, his situation is completely different than mine. You know, our financial situations may not be the same, et cetera, et cetera. So, I, I don't want someone to think, well, I got to call social security and apply because my friend across the street, my neighbor, you know, the person I play golf with or bridge with or pickleball with, you know, they said I should, you know, you got to sort of block out that noise. And, you know, if you have a CPA, talk to, talk to them, go on our website, get some information, decide what works best for you when you should take the benefits that you are eligible for based on your situation. Yes. And Jessica, if I can piggyback off of what uh, Brandon just said, not only did he highlight the, the vast differences in our income, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when you're talking about the uh, options that other individuals have, this is something that I should, and I think the CPA should be aware of, is that each year, Social Security issues notices to widows and widowers who are currently receiving a payment or again, on their deceased spouse. Why is this important? Because if an individual files on their deceased spouse's record, 
and they have some social security earnings that they did not file for, as time passes for some individuals, the, those monies that they did not uh, file for could increase. Our system is automatically set up that once they see that the, the amount that they could be receiving on their own is higher than the amount that they're receiving as a widow or widower, we will mail a notice out to them, encouraging them to give us a call so that way we could file for the higher payment. Now, it's not going to be for everyone. It's, it's for those, again, who took a Social Security payment as a widow or widower, and they did have some prior earnings on their own work record. They'll get these notices, and we send them out in the spring. Most of those notices went out in, in March. Or they're also going to go back out in the fall. Um, so we'll come back, and hopefully we can do this podcast. And we were, as a reminder for those in the fall, but for the CPAs, this is an option that they may get um, a, a customer or a client to like saying, hey, is this true? Is this so? Well, it'll have our 800 number, 772-1213, and or encourage them to contact that local office. They can call us and we can review that and let them know that maybe they're getting $1,000 now and they're eligible for $1,100 or $1,050, whatever it may be, on their own. So that's just an important notice that I want to make sure that the public is aware of. You know, once again, continuing to encourage people to create the My Social Security account so that they can, you know, get their own statement. They can make sure that we have the correct earnings information for them. Because ultimately, we, you know, I may have said this before, we, we don't know how much they were supposed to make in a given year, but uh, you know, they can create a My Social Security account, they can pull up their earnings, they can make sure that when it does come to apply for benefits, okay, Social Security does have my correct earnings information. And if, you know, by some, um, you know, twist of faith, there's a situation in which we don't have the correct earnings information, it gives them the opportunity to see that error and then make the correction by submitting the W-2 or the tax return so that we do have the ability to correct the information so that when they are applying for benefits, they're getting uh, the benefit based on correct earnings information. And also, once you're already on Social Security, you can use the My Social Security account, like, you know, Rob said, to, you know, change your address and your telephone number and your direct deposit. And like I said, get that 1099 for tax purposes and replacement Social Security cards and Medicare cards. So it's all of a sudden, instead of going into the office, maybe that, you know, that tablet that you carry around with you, that's your office. You know, oh man, I got a social security issue. Oh, I can, I can take care of it now. It's it. You know, I have the ability in my hand to potentially get my information or change my information or update my information as opposed to calling and, and physically going into the office. Which, once again, going into the office became an option again on Thursday, April seventh. Yeah, and I'll complete this uh, this conversation with two little things. The my social security account can also be used as proof that a person does not receive social security payments. Um, maybe they're refinancing their home and then they're looking at all sorts of income that that person has, and maybe they are retirement age, but they have not filed for those benefits and they need to show proof that they're retirement age, but they're not receiving a payment. That can also be done through the My Social Security portal. So my second point would also be this, if a CPA is working with the individual 
please note that the individual themselves has to open the account, not the CPA or the uh, <clears throat> individual themselves. Do not um, open, you are not permitted to open an account for someone. If someone was sitting with you in that office, you can help them opening up, you know, the, going to socialsecurity.gov, going through the beginning procedures, but you allow them to hit the enter button so that way they are the one confirming that they're opening and accessing the My Social Security portal and their account. Thank you to Brandon and Rob for joining us on the update on the Social Security Administration. What would you like to hear on the podcast? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. And please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.